This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you could need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we are here with Joanne Randall of Leap Year Marketing. How's it going? Great. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. My pleasure. Absolutely. So let's get, uh, let's get this started off. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your history. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, I started out working for myself quite a number of years ago with Leap Year Marketing uh, about the time that Facebook business pages became big, uh, mainly because I was hosting a radio show at the time and I needed a way to promote it. Um, and I got really good at Facebook. And then I ended up leaving the radio station I worked for, but I had made a pretty good impression with a lot of people as far as uh, learning how to promote business on Facebook. And that's when their Facebook pages really came out, became a real tool for businesses. And I had a lot of people asking me for advice and asking me to train them. And so at the time, there were no, not only were there no uh, majors at colleges or universities for social media, but there were no workshops, nothing. I learned everything by doing. Um, and any workshops I did find, I already knew more than the people who were running the workshop. So I mentioned to my husband, I think this might be an opportunity. So I started Leap Year Marketing and I uh, managed social media accounts for businesses. Yeah. I did that for a few years. Um, I kept my radio show going. Um, on my own independently. And then after a few years, I decided to expand my uh, business and I started a second business with a business partner and that was Sprout for Business. And I recently sold that business back to the other partners. Um, so in the meantime, in the last year or so, I published a children's book under Leap Year Marketing and I do some marketing work still under Leap Year Marketing. Uh, currently, I'm working at New England College in Henniker, New Hampshire, and I'm going to school here to get my MBA and I got about a year and a half left of that. So that's what I've been doing in recent years. That's pretty cool. So yeah, that, yeah there's a lot there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, cause I remember when I first got onto Facebook, if you want to talk social media for a minute here, it's, I think I started my account in 2006. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know when business pages came around. Cause I remember that was kind of, is that around the same time? Um, it was around there more like 2007, 2008. It, when it was in the middle of recession. So it was probably 2007, 2008. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm saying that was a long time ago. Like it doesn't feel like it because, you know, I still feel right. kind of young. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was, oh, you know, almost 15 years now. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty amazing how, how fast time flies and how quickly um, the technology has changed and adapted as well as the desire for people to learn how to use it. So it's been very quick. Um, <clears throat> and it was honestly challenging to stay up with all the changes because it seemed, I mean, now Facebook makes changes to their algorithm. You know, it seems like weekly, but it, when it first came out, um, they were making changes maybe every six months or so and it would just freak people out about oh what happened this used to be look this way where is this now 
and I would get phone calls and emails every time it happened because people had just gotten used to the, the layout and the algorithm and everything else. So they didn't know where else to turn because Facebook wasn't really giving out a lot of info about what they were doing. Um, so I would learn what had changed and people would call me. And um, so it was, it was nice to be in the right place at the right time. And now that we've moved on to a new era, uh, things have certainly changed. But I still get calls, believe it or not, randomly from people who are having issues, with, especially with their business Facebook pages. They'll call me, have an issue, and they'll, they'll see if I can help them out. So it's nice, um, it's nice to be that expert. Yeah. These people, because they get stuck, you know, they have, there's a reason they're in business, you know, as a woodworker, because they want to do woodworking, they don't want to be on the computer. Yeah. And so it's nice to be able to be that resource for them to jump in and, you know, take a 10th of the time to get it done for them. And so they can move on with their lives. Exactly. And that's actually a really good point where, you know, people get into business to do what they love. But as you know, as a business owner, you have to do so many other things yeah. <laughs> that it just, you, you kind of have to be able to specialize in all those other things or you have to sub the workout, you know? So yeah, I, I definitely true. feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah, actually um, one of the uh, main points I used to make when I was on the radio years ago when I was interviewing other business owners too, um, I would ask them, what types of things do you sub out? Um, because you can't do it all. <clears throat> and quite frankly, most of the time, the answer was bookkeeper yep. to start with and taxes. But then also you'd be surprised. I had a number of people tell me that they would hire a housekeeper because they spent so many hours working. By the time they get home, you know, you're tired and you want to just be able to relax and focus on growing your business. So having a housekeeper, someone to just maintain your home for you um, during the week makes your life so much easier when you actually get downtime on the weekends, you're not running around cleaning your house and yeah. doing all stuff. So subbing out huh. is one of the best things you can do as a business owner. Yeah. Cause you get to amplify where your energy needs to go, you know, and kind of control that. So yeah, it's definitely pretty useful. Uh, yeah. cool. Plus recovery time. You need that downtime as a business yeah. owner. To yeah. Just, it's pretty important. Just chill and let your brain relax for a little while. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. So let's get into Leap Your Marketing a bit. Um, sure. You mentioned your book that you put out, our children's book. I did. Um, that's one of the main focuses I've been uh, working on over the last year. Um, I never really had an intention of writing a children's book. Um, <laughs> it sort of just kind of happened by accident. Uh, my son, who just turned 10 in December, when he was about four, um, I was putting him to bed and he wanted a story, make up a story instead of reading a book. Mm -hmm. And so um, I came up with a story about a turtle named Largo who had trouble because all his friends got to play longer. He had to leave the playground earlier so he could get home on time. And it was a real bummer for him. And as he was walking home, all his friends would run by him and no one wanted to walk with him until he ran until he saw his friend Shelby who was also a turtle on the path and she was having the same problem so they decided to walk home together and they were trying to figure out you know it's really tough being a turtle you know and there's nothing you can do about it so why were we made like this it doesn't seem fair and so without giving the whole story away Shelby and Largo walk home together and they get to experience something together on their walk home that they see that no one else got to see because they were in a hurry to get home. And so Shelby and Largo 
look at each other and say, wow, maybe there really is a reason why we were made to be slow. And it made them laugh because how ironic is that for a turtle? Um, and so the book, basically what happened was I put my son to bed and I said to myself, hmm, self, that sounds like a pretty good story. So I just typed it out <laughs> yeah. and I left it on my computer literally for almost five years. Yeah. Um, and then last year between selling my business and starting my position at New England College, I had about a four month period of time where I wasn't working. So I decided to pull out the list of things that I wanted to do when I had time and, and that was on it. So I pulled it out through a long process. I found an illustrator named Jason McIntosh, 5D creative out of Goffstown. He's amazing. Uh, okay. I clicked right away. He knew exactly what I was talking about and uh, we put the book together. It took about a year for all the illustrations to be complete and approved. Uh, but it's been published in September and it's done really well as, as far as the self-published book goes. Yeah. Um, I've sold a few hundred copies. So I feel good about that. I've got a number of um, events that I've already done reading to classrooms, reading to libraries, and I've got a lot lined up. So I get a chance to go out um, next week, for example, on Thursday, I believe it is, I'm going to the Abbott Downing School in Concord reading to about 160 kids. So oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's fun. I love kids and um, I grew up in a family of teachers, so I'm good with kids. And um, so it's been a lot of fun for me to go out and read to kids and just see their reaction to the story. But it's really about kids understanding that the thing that they think that is wrong with them, that's a big pain in their neck is actually a gift. And if they just embrace it, they'll find that they're able to experience things in life that others can't because they have that gift. Um, so it's been very good for me to see direct face-to-face -face reactions from kids as I'm reading them the story. It's been a lot of fun. Yesterday I got to read to some high schoolers, which was oh, yeah. <laughs> reading a kid's book to 18-year-olds in a creative writing class, but it went over really well. It was great. It was very well received. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I guess you, we'll get back into business now. I just, you sent me the link to the Largo thing and I wanted to talk about it. Cause it's, I think it's cool. I have four kids, so I definitely, you know, like repping children whenever we can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's important. Kids need to hear that it, they're okay the way they are. Yeah. You know? So we have other stories on the way too. So that, that'll be fun. Cool. There's something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. So Let's see. So you sold Sprout, uh, Sprout for Businesses, mm -hmm. you said a little bit ago. Um, so where are we going with Leap Your Marketing? Like, I know we do a little bit of social media stuff. Um, just by looking at your website pretty quickly, I can see, you know, you have marketing plans, consulting, a couple of things like this. So what is it you guys like to focus on? Right now, a lot of the efforts that we're doing through Leap Your Marketing that are not book related yeah. are things like blogging. Yeah. Uh, blogging for SEO, so we know how to blog properly so the blogs can get found through search. Um, we also do still do some social media for people, and I'm also um, a certified email marketing expert through Constant Contact, so we can create uh, email marketing pieces for clients um, that really speak to the specific groups of people they're trying to reach through okay. subject lines and content matter. Um, but I've actually been doing a lot of consulting recently for people who are either starting a business, they want to 
map out a, a general market plan for um, someone who's been in business a long time and they're getting ready to sell the business. So they're trying to prepare it uh, and put it in the best position possible marketing wise. And then also the companies, you know, that are still in midlife who um, maybe they've grown to a point where they don't have a full-time marketing person and they've just got one or two people in the office trying to manage it and they just want some direction. Um, so it's, it's easy for someone like me who's an outsider, who's not emotionally attached to the company to, to understand, sort of do an analysis on their customers, who they are, why they use them as, you know, a business, what their needs are, and then look at the content that's being put out uh, by the company and, and analyze whether or not it's matching or not, and then make some suggestions on types of content. And sometimes the company will decide to hire me after that to do some of the content. Sometimes not. That's okay too. Um, it's actually always better if someone inside the company can do the content. If they're a good writer and they understand content marketing, it's always better because they have that, that direct perspective. Yeah. Um, but if they don't have that person or they don't have the experience or the time or the resources, sometimes it's actually better for a small business to hire that out. Uh, of course, all the content is approved before it gets posted or, you know, posted on their blog. Um, and sometimes that just works out better. At least they're doing something consistent, which is part of the problem for small businesses. Yeah. Um, having the time to be consistent can be challenging. So hiring somebody to do it keeps it on track. Um, so it depends on where the business is in their lifespan, you know, what their goals are, what they're trying to do. Um, but usually consulting is a good way of finding out if they don't know what their next steps are. It's a good way of finding out whether they can manage it in-house or if they want to sell it out to somebody else. Okay. Hmm. So a lot of my audience is a small businesses. Um, I don't get a whole lot of big ones and stuff like that. So what should small businesses be doing to help their chances out right away? That's a great question. I actually get this a lot. I do workshops as well. And this yeah. is actually a pretty common question. Um, I would say if they're not already doing so, they should tap into the resource of their uh, mailing list mm -hmm. and do some email marketing. It's fairly inexpensive very easy to use if you know if you're familiar with the platform the the platforms that are out there are fairly simple user friendly and it reaches their people the people who are probably already customers or prospects so it's you know it's a win-win for them yeah um, the other thing that i would recommend if they have the resources to do it is to blog blogging is completely underrated and underused and not used properly by a lot of businesses. A blog, when it's posted to a company's website, actually become its own, becomes its own web page. So it has its own unique URL link. It has its own SEO. You can um, optimize a blog page just like you would optimize any other web page. It's very mm -hmm. similar. So it helps a small business owner get found through searches, it helps their overall SEO uh, by adding new and fresh content to their website. Google loves that. If you 
you can create the best website ever and then not touch it for a year and your rankings go right down the toilet because you're not doing anything new to your site. Blogging is a great way to add fresh content to your site on a regular basis. It shows Google that you're an active participant in your business. Um, and it's, you know, we've written blogs for people that have shown up in searches for chimney sweeps. You know, you'd, you can type in, you know, four, four reasons to add a chimney cap to my home or something like that. Yeah. And we've written a blog about it. That blog actually can show up in the search results and it will direct people to your website. So email marketing is the least expensive, fairly easy, super direct. Blogging helps your overall SEO and it can help people like, I don't know about you, but if I'm researching a company to use their services and I see they have a blog on their website, I look at it. I want to see it helps me understand if they really are an expert in what they do. And if their last blog hasn't been posted, you know, wasn't posted like till three years ago, then it shows me that they're not active in their marketing. And it sort of gives me an indication of how involved they are. Maybe that's not fair, but it certainly leaves an impression with people. So blogging on your site has a lot of good um, benefits to it. And then social media is it's fairly easy. It's cheap unless you're going to uh, advertise but you still need to know what you're doing on there. Um, the content needs to match what you're doing elsewhere uh, in your business, which is why a marketing plan is so important. Yeah. Um, you know, those three things are, I call them the three pillars of content marketing, email marketing, social media, and blogging. Um, and, and businesses can, you know, I've, I've had clients who have hired me to do just one of those three because they were already doing the other two. Totally fine. You know, it's like I said, it's better if the content can be produced by someone inside the business um, and maybe even just supported by a third party. Um, but those three things are common. Uh, clients, potential clients are used to being reached through email and social media. Um, and blogging just is a good idea. It's a great way of promoting your brand voice through words uh, on your website. Okay, pretty cool. Awesome. So that's a good little bit for the audience there. Uh, so where do we plan on taking everything in the future? I know you said you have a couple books lined up. You're working on your MBA, you said? I am. Uh, I'm working on my MBA in strategic leadership here at New England College. Um, and the reason for that is because down the road um, a bit, I want to be able to teach at the college level. So mm -hmm. uh, in order to do that, you need your master's degree. And that's why I'm working here. Um, this is a great place to work. It's a great place to go to school for your master's, but also undergrad. I actually work in admission, undergrad admission. And um, I'm really impressed by the school. Um, my daughter is actually going to be attending here in the fall, which is amazing. So for the next couple years, I'm going to be focusing on finishing up my MBA. The next book will be um, on one of the characters from the Largo and Shelby book, uh, Jack Rabbit. I already have it written. And the main, um, the main uh, hurdle, if you will, is figuring out if I want to um, self-publish again or if I want to try to get a publisher. Yeah. Um, the publishing route is risky only because they don't always allow you to um, work with the same illustrator. 
And anyone who has seen the book knows that, you know, the story's good and everything, but the illustrations make it come to life. It's really an amazing book. And so I'm not sure if I want to go with another illustrator. So I have to figure that out. Um, once I do, it'll probably take another year for that book to be published. That's what I've got going on for the next two or three years. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So that's pretty much everything I had. Was there anything you wanted to share with the audience or go over before we head out? Um, no, if you're a, a parent or a teacher or work in a library and you're interested in um, having me come to your location to read to the kids, um, you can go, you can actually just drop me a line, joanne at leapyearmarketing.com and I'll send you a link for a form and then I'll get back to you and um, I'd love to come and read to the kids and get your feedback. I also have a teacher's guide that I put together for follow-up in case the teachers would like to continue with the story after I read. So um, that's really what we're focusing on right now. And I thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> and I'll, I'd love to see you on the, when the next one comes out, you know, we'll have to do it again and, you know, talk about that next book. <laughs> absolutely. I'd love it. Okay. Well, you have a great day. And uh, again, thank you for joining me. You as well. Thank you. Yeah. And that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope everyone has a great day. And until next time.